Did you know that in-home care providers play an important role in supporting patients receiving hospice care? In fact, professional caregivers who are both highly trained and compassionate offer a range of non-medical services. Hello, and welcome to the Comfort Connections podcast. In this episode, Best Practice Considerations, Home Care's Supportive Role in Hospice Care, we are joined by Presley Reeder, Certified Senior Advisor, Owner and CEO, Comfort Care Home Care, Sun City West. Welcome, Presley. Thank you for joining our listeners today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Presley, when it comes to developing the plan of care or being discharged to home for patients who are receiving hospice services, can you please provide an overview of services provided by in-home care professional caregivers to support patients and families who are receiving hospice care? Absolutely. I, you know, first, let me just say hospice is such a wonderful service for individuals and families. And of course, it's delivered during a difficult time, often the last months, weeks, even days of a person's life. So I'd encourage your listeners, if they're not familiar with hospice, which I'm sure many are, but if they're not to educate themselves, uh, one of the things that breaks my heart is how infrequently families take advantage of this service. And so I, I really want to encourage folks to learn about hospice and take advantage of it as much as possible. Um, as far as hospice and home care going together, uh, there's really a couple reasons why they're such a good a good fit uh, as a team. First of all, they have the same goal, and secondly, the services really fit almost hand in glove uh, with each other. So I'll touch on the first one. The first being that the same goal, meaning we want to keep people at home. That's where they're most comfortable receiving care. That's where they want to spend their last days. And a lot of people have a misconception about hospice that it's a place when in fact it's a service that's designed to come to you in your home. And just like home care, uh, services that will be delivered in the most comfortable place and that that being the home with the goal of uh, helping that person stay there and uh, peacefully pass away uh, in the end uh, of the process. So really a, a common goal. And then the services, as I said, fit hand in glove in the sense that they're very distinct from each other uh, and complement each other well. Hospice is medical oversight, uh, meaning you've got a, a physician, a team overseeing the medical care to make sure the person's comfortable, uh, their medications are in line with what they need, they're uh, receiving equipment that is appropriate for their needs through hospice. They've got access to social workers who can refer resources. They've got access to a chaplain's program. Um, and so hospice is delivering those services. But the gap and where in-home caregiving steps in is those daily needs that a person on hospice may still have. You've got hospice checking in on you, visiting maybe a couple times a week, but you still might need help with meal preparation. Maybe you're still in a place where you're getting out of bed and you need help transferring to a wheelchair or to a walker and getting around the house safely. Maybe you're still leaving the house even though you're on hospice and you need some transportation support uh, to get to places in your community. That's where a professional caregiver 
steps in and it may be daily, it may just be a few times a week, but they're coming in and doing those types of activities that complement what hospice is doing from a medical standpoint. Thanks so much for sharing this information for aging services professionals. What are a few frequently asked questions by referral partners and aging services professionals when making an in-home care referral for a patient who is receiving hospice services? Yeah, good question. Uh, Usually the first question is, do you have staff available? Uh, A lot of times hospice is... um, a last minute or an urgent need for support for a family that's going through a lot of difficulty. And so it's our responsibility as an in-home care provider to have staff available to meet those needs. And we work very hard to make sure we would never say, no, we're not going to be able to send anyone out to help uh, this hospice patient or their family. So first, do you have staff available is often a question. Second, are your caregivers trained and experienced with hospice? Uh, All our caregivers go through a variety of training on the skills needed to deliver uh, the services. Like I mentioned, transfers and ambulation, safe bed baths, uh, safety precautions in the home, uh, looking to observe the needs. And, And I think being able to share with our referral sources that we focus on training and that we then uh, also look for hospice caregivers who have that extra special touch of compassion that caregivers have to have in a hospice scenario. All of our caregivers are compassionate in what they do, but in hospice, uh, when we're working with hospice, uh, it really takes that extra special touch from a caregiver to um, work with the family during such a difficult time. And that's what, that's what we're looking for when we're staffing uh, and training caregivers for hospice. Uh, third, a frequently asked question is, how, how much does this cost? Uh, obviously, a lot of people want to know uh, want to know the answer to that question. And uh, as you know, our referral partners will know, there's, there's a lot of options when it comes to paying for in-home caregiving. There's Medicaid programs. The uh, Veterans Affairs program covers some costs for in-home care. We have a lot of families that have long-term care policies. Those will help pay for in-home care. And then if it's private pay, then I always encourage uh, referral partners and families, make sure that you're talking to a company that is competitive with their rates. And in some cases, you may even ask if there's a hospice discount. Uh, A lot of uh, in-home care agencies may consider a hospice discount, uh, again, just because of the uniqueness of working with hospice. What I will say on that with what does it cost, a lot of times other professionals will think it's going to be out of reach for families, but families are so committed to wanting to keep their loved ones at home, what we find is that they usually find a way to make it work to get that care provided uh, in, in the place that's most comfortable. Thank you so much for this overview. It's so great to hear how hospice professionals can team up with organizations such as yours to really support that end-of-life care for the patient and their wishes. Presley, what are a few key considerations for aging services professionals to determine when selecting an in-home care provider specifically to support hospice patients? 
another great question. And I think this is really about when to select an in-home care provider and what questions to ask to choose the right provider. Uh, when to select a provider, I think obviously varies. Uh, it's good to get in touch with in-home care providers as soon as the decision is made to go on hospice. That way you can begin the interview process and choose a company that you're comfortable with is going to meet the need. Because that need may come a week later, it may not come at all, but if it does come, and when it does come, you're going to want to have already interviewed and selected an in-home care provider so that you don't have to go through that uh, in an urgent, you know, crisis-driven way. Uh, now, as far as uh, another reason why, or when you would select would be, you know, when is the family reaching the point where they can no longer just be the family? They've now become professional caregivers. And every time they're spending those precious moments with their loved one who's on hospice, they're having to spend that time providing care instead of just getting to be the sister, the daughter, the brother, the son. And I encourage uh, you know, our, our hospice partners and other referral partners, get us in the mix and we can provide a little bit of respite early on for these families so that they can just be the loved one and let our caregivers do the professional caregiving that's needed for somebody on hospice. So that's, those are kind of two ideas about when you would do hospice. Now, um, as far as selecting who you would choose as an in-home care provider, I would start with just making sure that the agency is licensed uh, or that they follow best practices. Now, some states have licensing for in-home care. Some do not. So either make sure that they are licensed in your state or make sure they are following best practices for particularly hiring and training and oversight. So are the employees W-2 employees or are they contractors? Do they um, background check all their employees? Do they drug test up front and then randomly drug test ongoing? Do they have policies and procedure manuals for their caregivers? Do they have a clock in and clock out process, templates, you know, really just do your due diligence to make sure this company is either licensed or following best practices. Another thing to consider when choosing a an in-home care provider would be, do the caregivers and the management team have experience working with hospice? Uh, hospice is a unique situation. It requires, as I said, special knowledge, special skills, and compassion. And you have to be working with a team of caregivers and management that understand that glove, that hand in glove relationship I talked about, where the two services complement each other, but you also don't want to cross lines. You've got to have two teams that really can speak the language and know when to communicate with each other and what to communicate and how to solve, uh, solve problems together. So those are a couple things to consider when actually choosing an in-home care provider. Does Comfort Care provide services in other settings for hospice? Yes, uh, we do. And I should have mentioned that earlier. I, I say the home, but it's important that people understand that the home is really uh, where the person 
live. So independent living communities, assisted living communities, uh, just like hospice, wherever that person calls home, that's where we're going to go deliver the services. Can you share a few tips aging services professionals can share with the patients they serve, especially when discussing in-home care to support end-of-life wishes? Sure. A few tips come to mind. Uh, First, I've already said, educate yourself on hospice care. There are so many myths and misconceptions about hospice. It's a scary word. The best way to overcome that fear is through education. So understanding what hospice is is is, uh, very important. Second, I would say if you are talking with a family about bringing in-home care alongside hospice uh, for end-of-life needs, then start earlier with a little care to avoid that crisis later on that requires a lot of care. I've touched on this a couple times, but with in-home care, there's a lot of flexibility uh, with how much care you receive, just a few hours all the way up to 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and anything in between. So it's customized to what the family needs at that time. And if it starts as just a little bit of care, then you're establishing a routine, establishing a relationship with your provider. And then if the need grows, it's much easier to grow into that need than to start with all of a sudden we're in crisis. We need a lot of care right now. Uh, So start earlier. Uh, Another tip I would say is to interview uh, in-home care providers in person. And this goes for referral partners uh, as well as families and patients. You know, make sure that the in-home care provider comes out to the home, sits down with you and your loved ones, answers all your questions in person, uh, that you know who you're meeting with and what their role is with the company, who you're going to be interacting with at the company when the care gets started. Uh, You don't have to do that with 10 agencies. That takes a lot of time, but a couple that you want to interview and then make a a choice based on those. And then lastly, I just always emphasize that referral partners and families need to remember you can stay at home. This is not an unachievable goal. A lot of people think they just are going to have to move out of their home when they get to that stage of life. The fact is we can provide care alongside hospice right up until that final moment. And we have done that many, many times. Thank you, Presley, for sharing your insight with our listeners today. Any final thoughts for aging services professionals as they consider in-home care for their patients receiving hospice care to support their end-of-life care wishes? There are a few more. I'll, I'll touch on a couple. I think uh, I've said interviewing, getting to know the providers. I think that hospices and home care should meet each other uh, to really talk about what their policies and procedures are, how they want to communicate with each other. Uh, that's really important. So even if you're a family talking to a hospice, ask them, who who do you enjoy working with when it's an in-home care situation? And vice versa, ask your in-home care provider what hospice they work uh, best with. And uh, so it's important to get to know each other. And then, you know, it's a team effort. So ensuring seamless care requires a lot of communication from the family, from the hospice, from the in-home care provider, And so I guess my tip there is to keep those lines open, make sure that who you're working with 
answers their phone 24 hours a day, seven days a week and responds. I, I tell people, you know, this is, there are a lot of people involved at this stage. And so communication has to be constant to make sure everyone's staying on the same page. You know, I just want to emphasize again that hospice is a wonderful service. And um, we in our office put a heart up on the wall every time one of our clients passes away in their home. And nine times out of 10, that is with hospice working alongside us as an in-home care agency. And those hearts fill our wall and give us just a sense of purpose in having helped an individual uh, achieve that goal of passing away in in their home. And so I'll, I'll leave you with that. I encourage uh, everybody to take advantage of hospice uh, when the time comes and, uh, and home care can be a great, great compliment to that as well. Thank you for having me. Listeners, visit ComfortConnections.com to download complimentary resources, view our show notes, and access the episodes. You can also subscribe to our podcast on your favorite app. Thank you for listening and helping older adults live the best life possible.